0: welcome to the wow marriage podcast in our marriage we had a blast in the whoa this is awesome phase struggled and endured through the what was i thinking phase and fought hard to get to the wow marriage we have today it's our goal to share with you some practical tools biblical principles and help you reach the wow marriage and stay there so buckle up get ready it's going to be a great ride now let's get going Season 1, Episode 4 of the WOW Marriage Podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Lisa. We're ministers from Abundant Life Church in Radcliffe, Kentucky, who focus on marriage. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast. I mean, what did you expect?
1: So, let's all just be honest. We all establish expectations, and this is especially true regarding our marriage and our spouse. So, I want you to take a minute and think about what you imagined when you knew that you were getting married. If you're not married, but you're preparing for I do, I want you to think about what do you already have in your mind about what your life will look like after your wedding day. Ask yourself if your expectations are reasonable or even realistic. I mean, let's face it. Most
0: households don't have, you know, both parents uh, present in the home today uh, to show their children what a marriage looks like. And even if they do, there's a good majority probably of, Relationships that they just aren't healthy and they're not good examples for young people to see how this, uh, you know, coexistence looks like. You know, what kind of example are we setting for the children of future families of the world?
1: So, uh, just for example, for me, I grew up in a home where my mother and my father remained married. Um, They had many trials and many hardships, but they stayed married all the way up until my father passed away. But the catch is that my dad wasn't really around much. Um, I grew up an Army brat, and he went on many duty assignments without us. And the truth of the matter is um, a lot of people base their impression of the ideal family dynamic on what they see on TV. I definitely was guilty of that.
0: Yeah, and I had a very similar uh, lopsided type upbringing. My mom raised me to the best of her ability as a single woman for the most you know, part of my life. And even when there was a male figure in the picture, they weren't really good examples of what a husband or a father, you know, looks like based on what I know today, you know, after, you know, being, you know, a Christian and, and being a father myself for, you know.
1: So, yeah, I that, and that's just it. If we all look to. Um, If we if we both looked to our upbringing to establish our expectations going into marriage, um, there wasn't really a whole lot to to base it off of uh, in the natural. So we look to TV shows, we look to music, we look to, you know, entertainment, we look to other uh, marriages around us. But and
0: even if you're not looking to those things. They're still impacting you and they're still influencing you. It's not like sure. I didn't wake up this morning and think to myself, well, I'm going to watch a TV show. I figure out how to love my wife. But it's making an impression. Nevertheless, the eye gate is is, you know, an avenue into your your intellect, into your soul.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely making an impression um, so you know, marriage is not a fairy tale story like Cinderella. Um, Cinderella teaches us that Prince Charming is going to come sweep you off your feet, and and think about it. This is what we're showing our our girls, um, little girls, uh, as toddlers, uh, that you know Prince Charming is going to sweep you off your feet, and you're going to live happily ever after. Um, and you know, I ask people who make the comment or seem to have the impression that the happily ever after is is just easy. I always ask him. you know, have you seen Cinderella part two? Uh, Cinderella was left to plan a party while Prince Charming went on an errand with the king. Um, that the image of happily ever after makes life seem simple. But the reality is that life is hard and it requires a lot of attention.
0: Well, you know, I don't want to give, you know, people listening that the, you know, we don't want to give you the impression that you know there is no fairy tale ending because we believe we're living it right now um that doesn't mean we don't have struggles and we don't deal with things but at the end of the day there 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 is light at the end of the tunnel you know marriage is work and lots of it you know we have conversations and work as a team within our homes and our marriage um i think people believe that they will get married uh, move in together, and then things just magically just seem to run smooth like a well-oiled machine. But the reality is, you know, when you bring together a man and a woman with you know different upbringings, different backgrounds, you know, and and put them under one roof, they got to figure some things out. You know, I think it's funny. We're all created in God's image. We're we're very much alike. We're probably more alike than. You know, people ever thought about? We all have ten fingers and ten toes. We have hair on our head. Some of us, some <laughs> of us don't. You know, there's a lot of similarities between men and women, but there's a lot of big differences as as well. You know, and sometimes there's a misconception that your spouse is gonna uh, how do I say this? Uh, Gonna be like your college roommate or you know, when I was in the army, you know, I always had a, a roommate when I was living in the barracks, and my spouse is is not my buddy and. <laughs> This just couldn't be further from the truth. This is completely different scenario altogether.
1: Yeah, I'm not your buddy, but I'm definitely your best friend. Thanks, pal. <laughs> so you know, one, I think one of the my favorite things about our relationship today, though, um, is that we've we've reached a, a great ebb and flow in our home. Um, it didn't come easy. There were a lot of trial and error. There was a lot of conversations and communication, a lot of work put into it. but we have reached a, a place within our home um, that there's an ebb and flow where we feed off each other and we work together very smoothly and i I think that's especially true with all the changes that have taken place in the last year with the teleworking and kids being home. Sometimes they're in school, sometimes they're not. Sometimes you have to go to work, sometimes I have to go to work. Um, but we have such a great understanding of each other's strengths and weaknesses. um, So this means that we know how to work together and keep things running smoothly. But again, that did not come easy, and it didn't come without some disappointment and missed expectations in the beginning. Um, In the beginning, I expected that if I wasn't going to be home that you would start dinner, right? But there was no conversation, and how were you to know? And so I was left disappointed, and you felt... Um, like you didn't take care of me properly so the communication part you know I had to to learn to express to you and you had to learn to express to me the the things that we needed so that we could learn to run smoothly that way Um, you know sometimes our our schedules change and but we have to learn to complement each other with managing the kids and cooking and cleaning and just overall running of the home
0: yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, just this th- this last year has been real topsy-turvy. And with the pandemic and all the things that have gone on, you know, how different a normal day looks today as compared to what it looks or looked like before. You know, more than that, we're busier today, you know, in our own home uh, with ministry and, you know, all kinds of other things that, you know, put challenges on your time management and how to keep your marriage uh, the priority, Um it is it's uh, you have to have some reasonable and realistic expectations for both spouses to kind of prioritize the marriage and you know keep it healthy. It, it takes two to tango. You have it takes both ways. It is a two way street.
1: Yeah, and, and and that's the the what we're talking about the reasonable and realistic expectations. Um, it's reasonable for me to expect Chris to prioritize our marriage to keep it healthy. Amen. Uh, I can't imagine, you know, s- uh, some of the struggles that some of the newer, younger couples must have faced during the pandemic, um, having not learned each other the way that we have. But um, just keep having the conversations and keep talking to each other, and 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 not um, establishing expectations without communicating them. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you know when the the going gets tough, the tough get going. In our marriage, we have some uh, foundational rules, if you will, A- and one of these rules is that divorce is not an option. We've completely taken it off the table. It, it does; it's not even allowed to be in our our, our, our conversation, our argument, whatever you, you want to call it. Our uh, what is what is uh, what do you call it? Our adult conversations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when you know that the only option is to work a thing out and come to a solution, you're gonna be much more likely to work together and work a thing out. Women are different from men and men are different from women. You should embrace these uh, differences and and celebrate them. Uh, We should not take up the position of how I can change them to make them more like me. I mean, you're just asking for trouble
1: yeah and again that goes back to what's reasonable and realistic um you know it's not reasonable for me to expect chris to change everything about the way he does things or the way he likes things or what he wants um to to line up and match exactly what i think and feel and want it's just it's not reasonable and if you are walking in that kind of a mindset you're walking in a minefield, Um, you know, (laughs) you, yeah, you just, you're, you're setting yourselves up for, for disappointment um, and a a lot of arguments really. Um, And you think about it, like we've chosen to set reasonable and realistic expectations on each other in our marriage. Um, Again, we've chosen, that's the key word. Um, it, It doesn't just happen. You have to choose what your expectations are. So what does that mean? So I think for me as um, a woman of God, it's very reasonable for me to expect my husband to pursue God as the Christ of our home. Um, On the other hand, if you think about it, you know, if Chris is okay with putting his plate on the counter and not in the sink, is it reasonable for me to expect him to comply with my way of doing things? Some would probably think, yes, like what's the big deal? Just put it in the sink. It's two feet away. But on the contrary, I had to cha- I've had to change my mindset to just because it's not my way doesn't make it the wrong way. Um, and some people are probably thinking, you know, that you're okay to expect your spouse to just change their way of doing a thing. But my question to you, how's that working for you? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is it worth your happiness to argue over a pleat? Uh, you know, is it worth giving your whole day to aggravation over your wife leaving some makeup on the bathroom vanity? Um, you know, you have to decide what's, what's important. And so to me, I'm thinking, okay, I could get upset because the plate doesn't go in the sink, but mm, I'm grateful that the plate didn't stay on the table. You know, we've decided in our house that, that getting upset about those things and arguing over those kinds of things just isn't worth it.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a good point. You know, I think about the fact that the, the, the outcome of these type of disagreements in an unhealthy relationship Again, going back to what we talked about earlier is what is it having an impact on? It's having a, a an emotional impact on our relationship and on each of us. But if you have children in the home, what kind of impact is it having on them? Yeah, what are they seeing? And what are they seeing? I want our boys, you know, we have twins that are 11 years old, and I want our boys to, you know, I want them to want to get married. Mm-hmm. I want them to fall in love with, with somebody that, you know, they know how to treat Uh, and, and, you know, vice versa, the same way back, you know, marriage is not 50, 50 divorce is 50, 50 marriage is 100, 100. It's not dividing everything in half. Marriage is giving everything you got. And sometimes that means giving up an expectation and replacing it with a compromise You know, so Lisa likes to leave her coats hanging on the back of the, you know, chair at the kitchen table. Now, this just goes against my, you know, I don't know. Just It's not your personal preference. It's not organized. So, you know, I'm thinking, you know, when people walk in our house, there's coats everywhere. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, we got a coat closet that's like five feet away. You know, why can't you do that? But, you know. Then I I
1: have to go to the coat closet every time I leave the house. Okay, okay. I got it. I got it.
0: Don't don't go to the coat closet. Extra steps. Um, You know, I don't like them there. But. Rather than, you know, have a knockdown drag out, because, again, I, I want you to understand. You're thinking maybe we're talking about coats. How trivial is that? Let me That's tell you the what, these, these little foxes tend to tend to become a blazing fire. And you think you're, you're arguing about coats. And the next thing you know, you guys are firing, you know, long range, you know, nuclear missiles from across the house at each other over a coat. So it's much, much better to change your expectation accept that things are going to be a little bit different you got to have some compromise it's going to help you to stop being disappointed and it's going to create a healthier mindset regarding my wife or you know your husband this seems to be a simple thing and some expectations relate to bigger issues you have to decide together what's worth the battle
1: Yeah, I say that often, choose your battles. So for me, what that looks like is I ask myself, what's the worst that could happen? And honestly, why do I feel so strongly about this issue? Um, I have to recognize what motivates my position uh, in a disagreement or in something that we're not necessarily seeing eye to eye on. Um, Sometimes it's that I'm, I'm, Handling a situation based on feelings that I have about something totally different. And so I have to do some self evaluation. I got to look at myself and say, um, you know, why do I expect this to be this way? And is it reasonable for me to expect it to be this way? And, you know, at the end of the day, if it puts my marriage at risk, does it really, really matter? Um, You know, I think about the fact that we live in a very self involved world today, and it makes it harder sometimes for us to admit that we have. control to choose what we expect um you know and 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 honestly too as long as i'm placing unrealistic expectations on chris i'm again i said this earlier i'm going to remain disappointed and he's going to feel like a failure and if i'm choosing the expectations and really looking at the expectations through the scope of does it really matter then I'm able to create an environment in my marriage where I'm satisfied, and my husband knows that he's amazing, and and he is more important to me than holding on to this unreasonable or unrealistic expectation. Um, you know, let let's talk about another area in marriage where expectations can can really cause some issues, because um, we want to make sure we we cover a, a lot of different things um, how many of us know men and women are, have different sex drives? Um, you know, how many marriages do you think start with you each having a different expectation on what your sex life is going to be? You know, the man goes into it thinking, Woo, and yeah, you know, sex anytime I want. And, and the woman, you know, sometimes going in thinking, you know, sex is a privilege and it's going to be earned or thinking, oh, you know, because I'm having sex with him, it's going to change the way he, he, um, treats me or handles me. and, and, you know, that, that's dangerous territory. That's extremely dangerous territory. Um, you know, you have to, to find ways to communicate about the expectations where sex is concerned. Um, it's not always a comfortable uh, conversation to have, but let's, let's be honest, you're married, you're husband and wife, and, and you should be able to be vulnerable with each other and have very candid conversations about the expectation of your sex life and come to a place um, where you're both satisfied and happy and in agreement.
0: Amen. I'm glad you finished that off talking about how amazing I am because you started off by saying (laughs) you often say you got to choose your battles, which somehow makes me feel like there's a (laughs) lot of battles that you're not fighting and you're just not telling me.
1: N- no not that there's a lot of battles but there are some that get cast to the side and 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 become irrelevant
0: amen i'm working on it <laughs> you know i i think of it like this imagine if you know god jesus and the holy ghost were not the trinity and not separate at the same time you know you'd have a creator without salvation and a helper without the creator i cannot imagine that that Anybody would agree that God made mistakes in creating men and women different. You know, the Bible says the two become one. And this is for complementing each other to accomplish his will. Um, When we're managing expectations in our marriage, it takes grace, compromise, and compassion. They all play a part in us getting on the same page with our spouse. You have to have compassion for the one you love. That's a fact. This is simply the sympathy that you show or concern that you show for the differences between each other. You know, grace is basically the manner in which you behave as you work towards a solution. Compromise, simply put, is a mutual agreement When there's a dispute, learn the wisdom of compromise. I I heard this. Uh, Learn the wisdom of compromise, for it is better to bend than break. And, you know, we always say in the ministry, blessed are the flexible, for they bend and not break.
1: And they shall not be broken. Amen.
0: (laughs) You know, just as you have a purpose as a disciple of Christ, as an individual, when the two become one, there's a purpose you know, you, that's established on the, the, your, your wedding day, um, learning to flow together as one and finding his purpose is a real critical part of your relationship. I would almost call it a responsibility. Mm, yeah. Um, when this becomes the motivation of your relationship, you should find it much easier to establish, uh, reasonable expectations.
1: I would definitely have to agree um, to that. So for for me, Chris and I, um, the night before we got married, I was spending some time with my mom and we were having a conversation. And um, the it came about um, in the conversation. Uh, I just felt like God put it in my spirit that our marriage was meant for more than just the two of us and that it was meant to help other people and help other couples. And, uh, you know, I, I heard it and I said it, and then I kind of put that away and put it on a shelf for a long time. Um, But I feel like when we kind of took that thing down off the shelf and cleaned it up and gave God the permission to um, start moving in our lives and bringing us to a place where as a couple, we could fulfill that call and truly understand that call and what it was for us, um, it, it started to change Uh, my mindset um, towards Chris and helped me to see even deeper what battles were worth having and what battles were not um, necessary, if you will. Um, And and it did help me to evaluate my expectations um, even further. So, um, you know, I want to go to, we talked in episode two, uh, what is love about not looking, looking to your spouse to fulfill you. Um, if you haven't listened to that one, I recommend you go back, check it out. Um, what we talked about you know, is if you expect your spouse to take the place in your life that is only meant for God, that is unreasonable, unrealistic, and, and really, really dangerous. Um, if you do expect your that of your spouse, you're definitely setting yourself up for failure. Um, I, I want to put a little plug in. Uh, Jimmy Evans wrote in his book Marriage on the Rock about expecting our spouse to meet our deepest needs. And in my opinion, this is the single most dangerous expectation you can place on your spouse. That Um, must
0: be why it was in chapter one.
1: Yeah, right. Um, You know, I don't I don't think I could in good conscience finish up this episode without discussing it um, and at least pointing it out. You know, we're designed with four basic needs, um, acceptance, identity, security and purpose. And and if you expect your spouse to satisfy any one of those needs, you're going to be left extremely disappointed. God, God. Purposefully designed us to rely on Him for these needs to be met. Um, I just want to encourage you to to check that book out. It'll change your marriage if you apply the lessons that Jimmy Evans teaches through it.
0: That's really good. And I'm again, you know, not to you know piggyback on what you're saying, but we have done marriage on the rock. We did it as a, a premarital counseling um, with our pastor in New York, and. We have used it several times since then to do premarital counseling with couples that are getting married. And And
1: teach marriage classes. Yeah,
0: and it it really just, it's been a great, great tool to us. Um, We encourage you to take some time to evaluate the expectations that you have established. Determine if they're reasonable and realistic. Make some decisions and determine if they are worth the battle. Consider the impact they're currently having on your relationship. Take time to reflect on the past, but don't dwell on it. And repent if, you, if necessary. Make sure you celebrate the differences between you and your spouse. Acknowledges the, acknowledge the strengths each of you bring to the marriage. The Bible tells us, write the vision down and pursue it. Seek God for the plan and the vision for your home and marriage. Ask him for clarity on what his will is for your life together. You know, we pray that today's episode uh, challenges you, uh, encourages you on your way to the WOW Marriage.
1: So thank you for tuning in with us today. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Wow Marriage. I mean, what did you expect? If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to our podcast to ensure you do not miss future episodes. Share our podcast with your friends and your family. If you'd like to send us feedback or have a question we might answer on a future podcast, send it to us at thewowmarriage@gmail.com. You might hear your question on a future podcast or who knows, you might just inspire a whole new episode check out our website at www.thewowmarriage.com and look us up on Facebook. See you next time.
0: Thanks for listening to the Wow Marriage Podcast. We pray that the experiences shared today will not only bless you, but inspire you to have your very own Wow Marriage. To stay connected, please be sure to subscribe to this channel and also visit our website at thewowmarriage.com to watch this podcast and others in video. We call you blessed in Jesus' name.